Big Sky, Big Potential. This is Eastern Promise. What is a civic university? Their size, whether that's the physical footprint of the campus or the sheer number of staff, students and visitors passing through every day, give universities a unique ability to affect change. And the University of East Anglia is one of several exploring their role in society, considering how best to deploy a university's transformative power to better connect with and generate benefit for the wider community and the region. After all, they are the University of East Anglia. My guests this week, Dr Johanna Forster and Dr Ben Little, are leading this project for the UEA. We sat down in the UEA's own podcasting studio at Broadcast House in the centre of Norwich for a very enjoyable, insightful and exciting chat about the project. Here are some highlights of the two hours we spent in conversation and we joined Dr Ben Little explaining how universities and academics are well equipped to take on this role. Because universities are sort of curiosity-led yeah. in terms of research programmes, like most of the time it's about where does an academic's expertise lead them and how can we make meaningful connections in the region? You know, because it has to be led by the research, it has to be led by the intellectual, intellectual inquiry. And that doesn't mean we can't do, like, amazing... We do do amazing things, right? Yeah, yeah. We do build these relationships, but it takes time, and, so, and it can't be sort of dictated from a sort of central role. It's much more about curating, nurturing, um, you know, sharing understanding, sort of trying to... And, and particularly with, with universities, which have been so, like, heavily marketised uh, in terms of the structures around them, in terms of the sorts of measurement that, that come on them. People are under a lot of pressure to deliver very specific things against very specific targets um, within that context of sort of individual self-management. So relationship building in that space is a gentle process. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, and I think what's interesting is that you have that model that you've just described and yet universities are seen as, you know, a often a closed ivory tower where information's generated and it, and they and they might not have very very clear strong links with the places that they're based within and I think that's what we've done and what we've tried to do through the methods that we've been using for this kind of grassroots um, co-production of the sort of agenda that we want to use through our civic program so yes we've got an idea maybe of the sorts of things we might want to do because we we understand the place we work within um, but we, you know, it's an unusual way of doing things to to have a series of open meetings across a region, Norfolk and Suffolk, and say, come along and you tell us the sorts of things that you think a civic university should do and behave. What are the values, the principles going forward? And then, as Ben has described, you know, then actually taking that and not just taking a few notes, but that has, you know written up in books and then we will use that to, you know, help structure the, the foundation of, of the whole programme. So what's interesting to me about what you've just said Johanna is the one I mean uh, I would imagine that you get quite the wide range of um, opinion view particularly when you open these things out to the public and as they say decisions are made by those who show up um, and so how do you kind of manage the spectrum of views about what a because on the I, I I don't know you you can tell me far better but on the one hand do you get the university bastion of the wokerati on the other and on the other side you know support all these things LGBTQ plus rights refugee rights I mean I went to a UEA event I, I, it took me ages it's funny what you said about these things taking a while to build because I went to um for for a while when I started it was I, I struggled to get the UEA. To, to make headway get, getting into the UEA and its structures. And then all of a sudden, I've had like the UEA has almost been a, uh, a, not I'm not quite a weekly presence, but they have, the UEA featured this week. They featured uh, last week and uh, not last week, the week before last and so on and so on, which is great, which is great. But it just speaks to what you said. I'm sort of jumping around a bit, but it speaks to what you said about them taking time to build. But I'm just to, yeah. to backtrack to my actual point, <laughs> which is in there somewhere. 
how do you deal with that with the spectrum of views you're likely to get especially when you involve the public so i mean these 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 meetings they are they're not just a soapbox for people to come along and, and say yeah you know Good. have a have a you know a long protracted um oration about something what what they do is they they allow people to come into this they are called open space so they're set within a, a large room people sit in a circle there's a long um kind of opener about that it being a safe space to come and talk about the sorts of things. That's so important, yeah. Absolutely. So we give we give that kind of setting and it and, and we really build the kind of the feeling in the room, the emotion in the room around, you know, anything you think is important relating to this question that we, we put on the wall. That's what does a civic point, yeah. university mean to you in this setting? And then come into the circle and say what you want to say, write it on a post-it put it over in what we call the marketplace. And then we have some amazing student helpers that then basically organise those ideas into mini discussion forums. So that so the agenda for the day is basically set by the people that turn up and it, and whoever turns up are the right people to turn up. And because they they showed up, right? So you know giving a day is a big is a big deal yeah. in our busy lives. And then they put out what they think is important and then those things are the discussion points and then that ends up being written up for these books so it isn't a sort of chaotic scene it's there no, is a, it there's, there's a structure like there but it's very much allowing a co-production of the sorts of things people want to talk about on the day i think i think what you've sort of highlighted uh and i'll ask you to reflect on this ben is the, the there's a warmth there there's a warmth and dare i say with the name is a bit of a giveaway openness do you think it t that takes a particular kind of moderator um, to, to do that successfully? The facilitation is both very simple and quite hard. Yes. So That's what makes it harder, would be, to make it simple. So the facilitator's job is to go into the circle, to create a space where everyone feels equal. You know, we don't put people's titles on name badges. Everyone really? is just a first name sitting in a yeah. circle at the beginning, and that's very, very deliberate. The facilitator's job is to suck the authority out of the room and create a space where the participants are capable of being a little bit vulnerable. Um, so when you go and stand into a stand in the middle of a circle of strangers and tell them what you care about, tell them what your passions are, where, what's sort of bubbling up from your tummy as you're, um, as you're thinking about this question, um, that space needs to be of a very specific sort to allow... You know, anyone from like, you know, the Lord Mayor to a first year student to be able to come up and say, this is what I care about. And to know that they don't need to be expert in it. They don't need to have all the answers. They're just saying, this is something I would like to have a conversation about. And what that does, that moment of equality and vulnerability is sets the tone for the rest of the day. Because then the rest of the day, it's like, it's not a pressure cooker because the pressure isn't external. Right when you're in that space, the pressure catalyst. Comes, I think you took it. Catalyst. Yeah, the, the the pressure comes from within you. Yeah, you, you you feel it inside you, and you want to go up and you want to say something. And once you've done that, that means the rest of the day everything is is casual, is human. Uh, you feel like you're in a space of collaboration, of partnership, and that initial fifteen minutes is about setting the tone for the rest of the day. And and that as a facilitator is, <laughs> uh, I, I get. Guys. I mean, I get fantastically nervous I can before delivering I can, it I can well believe that because having some some experience of work, uh, uh, doing these things for for and with people who <laughs> I'm going to say this politely place quite a large premium on their status on their um, shall we say suffix um, and I do not envy you that task because what you've just described sounds like a mammoth thing to suck authority out of the room, place everyone on the same level and treat every idea with equal value, equal weight is, is, is not easy uh, at all. It's Joanna. Yeah, please, no, jump I, in. I think that what, what I really, what really struck me, um, cause I facilitated one of these. So I, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in newer to the role of the facilitator for this specific, specific, uh, type of, um, meeting but you know what's amazing is the re the retention rate of people as well is really high throughout the day so people mm. they're like bought in they really are bought in they're really impassioned by it um the range of people coming is extraordinary so that i i, I organized and and facilitated the the sort of climate environmental one and you know we had people at the the, the kind of most senior leadership 
within the university. We had people across senior levels in organisations that relate to kind of environment and climate in the region. We had students, we had um, people from lots of different sort of organisations and charities. I mean, it's, it is really incredible how many people show up and how they engage in this process. And people really seem to appreciate that time and that space to actually put those views across. And it's an absolute privilege to be in the position that we are leading this programme of events and activities and taking this information forward as we think about how we're going to actually use it. You know, it really is a privilege. Yeah. I think as well, credit to, to UEA for giving the permission to do something as open-ended as well because it is nerve-wracking and you don't know what's going to come up and it's exposing you know to be there and have and to run these meetings and I think it does show our openness and it does does show as an institution like where we're trying to to go to I guess in terms of how we want to 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 work within the region but I think the other thing I want to say is obviously we've, we've been talking a lot about civic work and, and regional work but obviously we're a global globally recognized yes. institution as well and it's that interface between and I think that's what makes UEA so so important as a as a university in the region that we are because it's not just about the work we do at a regional level it's actually how you know we are a a, a world leading institution of research and teaching excellence and we're here and you know that often interacts with the civic work it sometimes you know, doesn't, and, and, and there's all of those things. We do all of those things really brilliantly. And that's something, again, that came through a lot of these public meetings is, you know, people know about the climate work we do. They know about the creative work we do. They know about the, the world-leading history. Um, Especially you know. at the moment, yeah, yeah absolutely. So, you know, there's all of those things that come with within this space. I think I think when we went into it, that was like, that was the worry that there's there would be this tension between the local responsibilities of the institution and its sort of global scope and ambition and the opposite has been the case is actually you understand how deeply those two things are intertwined absolutely like, like and people coming to these meetings like, they really understand that that actually uea's role one of its key roles is to be an ambassador for the region in the world to bring the world here like you know in terms of other researchers and students but also possibilities and we're a really interesting institution in that we're so in terms of our national footprint we're so focused on the east of England. Like, you know, there was a report done in 2019, which basically said 97% of our gross value added in the UK is in the wider east of England. Yeah. Like we're, we're, we're very much a regional institution, but we've got this huge global footprint. Mm. Um, and that and that's part of the value. That's why we can do the research at the standard that we do it at. And it's why it's fundamental to what we contribute to East Anglia. Well, it is. And I was at covering uh, uh, an event at the Enterprise Centre for your colleagues in Student Enterprise. And that was for students, postgraduates and masters, etc., to uh, come up with uh, ways to solve uh, problems uh, the world faced. And you had uh, students originally from Bolivia coming up with uh, ways to tackle the water crisis that Bolivia, uh, Bolivia is facing. You had students from um, uh, Nigeria to have all these people from globally come and, and enrich this institution, this city, this region, it, it is truly a wonderful thing. And one of them was a, a student uh, called Mitra Tanaman from Afghanistan. And she was turning uh, junk into jewellery. And to do that and to, to, to engage with what she was doing and see that there was a human being on the other side of it, I think it speaks to a fundamental core part of what you're doing, which is fostering understanding and through understanding, fostering acceptance of a wide range of viewpoints, which is being lost, I think, at a frightening rate uh, in, in, in the world uh, at, the, at present. But I'm going to sort of cycle round because you've got the many varied strands of the work you're doing and there's a legal aspect. You talked about the climate aspect and we've we've sort of covered, we've had Asher Min's on the podcast talking about, you know, the, the, the urgency of the climate aspect, but could you just drill down a bit more than you already have into the various strands and how you're kind of pulling them together into the one, because the charter, I think is the, the, the end aim of what you're doing. Do you want to just pull that together a bit more? So, I mean, the things that have been running for years and years and years, which, you know, 
we can't take any credit for. <laughs> like they just no, exist. They're part of. They're part, that's what I mean. It's like the, this civic work is, is right. so deep in well, in the institutional DNA. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to put a structure around it. That's exactly. The, yeah. That was that was what I was very badly st- <laughs> struggling yeah, towards. Yeah, I mean, like, is the threads that you're you're using to pull all these things together and turn it into something at the end, which is kind of uh, what I think is great is that there's so many people trying to push towards the same ends, which is to be uh, civically aware, civically minded. There's an inherent belief, and I'd I'd love, Johanna, if I ask you to reflect on this and then Ben, I think there's an inherent belief that as well as we are doing, um, and you get to see doing this, uh, some truly amazing, wonderful people across Norfolk, Suffolk, Cambridgeshire, Essex, doing some really incredible work that the world knows about, but often we have no clue internally in the region. But there's some people doing incredible things and they need to be championed. They need to be celebrated. And I think that's what you guys are doing as well, to bring that together and say what you're doing is amazing. And it has so much more potential beyond what you're doing. I mean, is that is that something you recognise? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that there are examples of work activities happening that you know again we can't take credit for this because it's it's just it's just showcasing and supporting the work that our colleagues are doing most of the time but something that I was involved in recently was a piece of a piece of work and thinking around kind of cultural heritage loss at the coast so you know, yeah, Haysborough and we... Exactly, you know. right. So we live in a you know, beautiful county where we have an eroding coastline that's been going on for centuries, but obviously people's lives are being deeply affected. And so we had a, a brilliant meeting of um, people from Norfolk and people from Ghana come. It was a, it was a conference. Really? Yeah, and it was about sharing stories, sharing experiences, sharing research ideas around a common theme, which was you know environmental change impacts on the coast specifically relating to heritage loss and i think that that's a really lovely example of where you 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 know the people that are involved in that in that conference in that meeting they spanned environmental science they spanned the arts they spanned humanities we had archaeologists there we had engineers you know people working at different levels and different communities in different parts of the world but all talking about the same sort of thing and it's about kind of sharing those experiences and valuing what's going on and thinking about is there a common language is there a common kind of narrative we can give to those sorts of things that maybe you know haven't necessarily been talked about regionally or globally and you know where can we go and again it's a great example i think of where uea can offer that that kind of that structure. Do you know what? I think, if I may, you are selling your contribution short there. Because, yes, these people... And I take nothing away from all these various projects and what they're doing, which is incredible. And there's nothing... There are a few things more beautiful than people doing things for the good of their community because it's the right thing to do. But what you're doing is creating a, very, a hugely important framework. And we talked about this a bit earlier the nature of a virtuous circle and how the East of England is building one at uh, Honningham with the Food Enterprise Park. That virtuous circle of agritech, food production, the food innovation cluster, academic research, all going in to produce something that's really going to put a stamp on our region. And you guys are doing the same thing in terms of a civic virtuous circle. You are connecting, the connecting tissue if you'll allow me to be grandiose for a second. I never usually need permission, but um, the connecting tissue between all these fantastic community initiatives and you are bringing them together to create this wider picture of a civically-minded city, a civically-minded region and a civically-minded institution that wants to do the best by the people in, in its locality and, as Ben said, and you've articulated beyond because it is the right thing to do. And I think that is a tremendously powerful thing. And Ben, can you just reflect on my little... I mean, I couldn't have said that. You're only you're allowed to say that. <laughs> Rubbish. <laughs> I, I mean, like, look, if you go to London, mm-hmm. you know, you can you can throw a stone and you can hit a university. If you, you can throw hit it. now, folks. Yeah, way. yeah. UEA, because UEA exists for the region, because it was founded by the region in it, for it to meet, you know, the higher education needs of East Anglia... And it's done so incredibly successfully. I mean, we're not taking any credit for that. We're just oh, like, stop being we're just, so... We're just custodians, right? You know, we're like, you know... Yeah. Imagine what this region would be like without without 
this higher education institution. It'd be, it would be a very, very different place. And it's a much richer place because of it. And that means we've got a big responsibility to, to, do, to do right. Can I raise, because this fascinates me, both because it's geog- the ge- geography, the infrastructure travel-wise of it. Obviously, University of East Anglia is Norfolk and Suffolk. Um, what interaction do you have with Cambridge and with uh, like Essex? which are kind of key parts of the region. Obviously, Cambridge always seems to have its own uh, SHID figured out, um, on the surface at least. Uh, but what what kind of... <laughs> there's a funny face being pulled there, like... I mean, I think I think Cambridge is doing all right with its university. <laughs> I mean, like... <laughs> I, I, you know, I, 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 <laughs> they've got one there, haven't they? I think they have, yeah. I've heard of it. Is it... Uh, and, of course, there's ARU, of course. Oh, yeah, um, that's what I meant, Anglia yeah. Ruskin. Yeah, oh, you yeah. meant them. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fine. Uh, the, 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 there's another one, but nobody goes there. But okay, that's that was one question. They're doing all right. Um, but I mean, I think I think actually we would we think we're thinking quite a lot about like you know what not just in the civic level, but thinking the civic level with all the sort of other activities and thinking the sorts of things which we should be supporting in terms of developing new curricula, sort of the sorts of graduates that the region needs and those sorts of things, and like closer connections to the sorts of things happening in Cambridge, like around game design, for instance. I mean, I think yeah. there's real there's like if you look at uh, particularly thinking about Norfolk here, you, you look at Norfolk and you sort of think about what's what's Norfolk's future going to look like and how can UEA, you know, rise to meet those needs. And there's some really obvious things, right? Like we need more dentists, right? So we need like dentist, yes, yes. dentistry school of some description or some sort of way of supporting the training of new dentists. That's definitely really important. And, you know, there's lots of thinking going on around that. But you, you look at you look at like what's going to happen in terms of economic growth and development in this region. And we, we know what's here and we know that it's really important and we really do good work supporting that so you know stuff around agriculture as, you, as you've talked so eloquently about um around like you know coastal offshore energy like that's really yes important. that is really you know, important i heard you know i've heard the figure that 40 percent of the uk's energy supply could come through the south north sea and that's that's norfolk right yeah but more than that you know we're not we're not a county that's clamoring after like you know heavy industry we don't want we're not a place where we're going to be like you know making steel in vast quantities no. probably the fishing fleets are not going to come back to to yarmouth in any any time soon but we are a place where you know and we know this through the meetings that we've held the public meetings that you know there are a lot of big employers um anchor institutions if you want to use that terminology you know lotus is, is a good example of one you know where they you know these all these these businesses want to employ local people they want to employ young people here people you know from from norfolk like living here they want to you know bring their families up here mm. so it's also about actually making sure that we we do offer the right kind of training and, and skills to to retain our, our our you know the next generations what i just wanted to come back to something you, you'd said about you know whether we work closely with other universities within and we do i mean we're part of um the eastern arc so you know you've got the uea you've got university of essex and kent and so this is this is a, a collaborative um sort of umbrella um uh, collective, I guess, but of universities within the Eastern Arc, and so through that mechanism, you know, there are collaborative funding bids that go in for research yeah. and conferences and things like that, and that um, and students and you know, lots of lots of activities happening. Again, you know, not not taking any credit for that at all, but that's that's out there. That's been going on for some time. Um, can I jump back to Lotus? Yeah, sorry. yeah jump back to Lotus. <laughs> go for it. But it's like, yeah. So it's thinking about things like Lotus and thinking it like, you know, high tech, high skill, low impact economy. Like that's the sort of thing we probably want to build here, like games. We've got the writing, you know, a center for arts, culture, heritage, those sorts of things. Tourism, like that's the sort of way in which we can develop. And that's like those links through to Cambridge, for instance. I think like there's, there, there are. There and the, you know, the corridor tech east. Yeah. Tim, shout out to Tim Robinson there. Okay. Um, <laughs> And no, you're absolutely right. And there's, there's, there, are, there are so many opportunities for that to succeed and to grow. So you guys have obviously got a lot of skill and a lot of experience in engaging with existing initiatives in a very non-threatening, um, collaborative fashion. And as somebody who really wants to do that himself with Eastern Promise, I, I, I basically want a crib from what you're doing. So how do you, uh, you choose who's going to lead on that, please? But how do you go about it? Ben, you've been elected. How do you go about it? Um, you model an ethos. So you model an ethos of openness. You try and give credit to others around you. You support and nurture the sort of 
the talent you see in others and you orientate yourself in a way that enables you to bring bring them along with you. Now I'm going to say this and I don't mean it in a way slowly too. I think Oh yes, it has to be. Time yeah, don't well. rush. I mean I think don't rush and and put value on things that you know are intangible that you can't necessarily monetize, you know, like the things that the social capital that we both have that you know we that the others have that you build throughout your life through your networks not in a strategic way not looking over someone's shoulder to see who might be better to speak to in the room but like valuing each conversation and building on that and mm. taking a mental note that you want to follow something through i mean that's 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 how a lot of what we've done at work and outside of work i think is has grown and why you know, I think it's fair to say, like, it's snowballing quite quickly, this whole process. Like, don't, you know, don't prejudge outcome and would be the other thing. Being, just being open to, to anything happening. And curiosity. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Like, curiosity. Like, oh, that's so you important. Know, so, you know, you might come from your own, from our point of view, we're both academics, right? So that's that's our kind of, like, foremost kind of grounding in, in a way. And like, we both come from completely different disciplines. So we, um, you know are curious though in things that we might not know anything about and then you can kind of join those links up and think oh that's something there that you know maybe I can like build on or you should speak to so and so and also it's about I think as well ego like it's not all about us it's not about us we're just as you said the custodians so it's like these are not necessarily our relationships we were happy to help you know foster stronger ones in different places where they matter so i mean you you you've described i think a number of really simple concepts in a really elegant and eloquent way ben you basically described and i know you might not see it this way and i don't think you even mean it this way but you've described what you've described is leadership in its purest simplest form yes and it's, it's both well, of you it's, fact, it's an idea about what leadership should is. be mm -hmm. yeah. yeah or what yeah I think, and, uh, I think we're quite conscious of that. I think so. Yeah. And we also co-lead this process, which I think is something and that's noteworthy, you know, to mm -hmm. have senior leadership position in a university that is a co-leadership position. Yeah. It's, it's almost unheard of. Like Johanna has many, many, many skills that I don't. And... and and the reverse of that. Well, that's, that's, yeah. that, that's that, I mean, that's key. That's, you know, I mean... Uh, I think you, I think many of us can think back to sort of fulfilling working relationships we've had, where you've just clicked on a professional level with someone who brings the thing that would make your brain explode. I, I think there's so just on the co leadership thing. I think there's there's also there's also another like really important like like not about us reason to do it in that so many so many things that happen in this world are often seen as like, you know, so-and-so's project or, you know, there's that sort of sense of someone having a territory and they're sort of they're going out and doing something. And when there's two of you, you can do the work. And I, and I yeah, and I, I fully acknowledge that I am guilty of what I'm about, you know, of, of, of the thing I'm about to describe to you. I am so guilty of this. My baby, oh, yeah, my yeah, baby, yeah, my exactly. baby. And you can't do that, at least not individually. You might do it together, but you can't do it individually. And, you know, you can't do what I sometimes do, which is resist very sensible suggestions from other people, simply because it's mine and I know what's best. We, yeah, no, so we, we filter out the bad ideas before we get to that point, right? <laughs> I, I, like, you, I don't do that. You, you know, it's that thing of like, I mean, I do this all the time. And like, I'm really certain like this is, you know, this is the thing. This is the this. way. Like, yeah, no, this is the way. Um, and, and you know, I can go to Johanna and she'll be like, nah. You know, and like, it doesn't happen very often. No, it doesn't. But, but. but but, but yeah, no, it really that that is important. There's a filter there, isn't yeah. there? And there's an and and there's a sense check, and it's all sorts of things, really. And it's also recognizing, you know, your own weaknesses and where somebody else yeah. will will fill those. And that's 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 brilliant. And it also gives you confidence because yeah. it means you can do more. And and, and what you just to track back because I interviewed Nick Talbot, who's director of the Sainsbury's Lab yesterday, and what he said is something that you have echoed unknowingly. He was talking about the process of discovery, and I think what you outlined was a, a process of discovery uh, in his own right. But he basically said, "We we discover by just doing and trying, and you know, flinging the spaghetti at the wall, so to speak. That's a very pain, painful metaphor, but uh, flinging the spaghetti at the wall and see if it sticks. Not to, uh, you know, if we do this, then that will happen, and it's bound to. It's a lot of trial and error and a process of discovery." 
oddly enough. And that's what you've outlined. You are uncovering, um, discovering all these these fantastic things that are happening. And I don't want to say bringing them into the light because I'm sure they've got enough light of their own. But I'll, like, go, I'll go back to my point about that creating that connecting tissue. Because, and I'll, I'll ask Johanna then Ben to reflect on this. What you are achieving is momentum. And that has, uh, and, and I, I hope, I believe and I hope that that's what Easton promises to me in its own quiet way, is achieving momentum, which creates gra- a kind of a force of gravity that pulls in people, pulls in people with ideas and of people of will. And I've always thought you, you create, you do these things by a process of the coalition of the willing and the, and you don't, you don't, you don't do it by constantly banging at the door of the people. You don't bang at the door repeatedly of the people who don't want to work with you. No, no. Or don't share your values. No. Um, You go to those that do and you pull in those that do, however big, however small, and you, focus around those shared points of value just ask you to both to reflect on that Let's start with you johanna well you basically just said what i was going to say so i'm sorry about I'm, that i'm happy to reflect on that yeah i mean that's absolutely our ethos ben used that word ethos that's the ethos we you know there's there's this thing about thinking about the institution of uea and we didn't want to make people do something they didn't want to do or think in a way they didn't want to think. That's that's not that's not what we believe in. But we thought if we can build momentum and get people to, you know, we would tell people what, what we were about, what we thought, we how we wanted to work, and people reached out to us. And it's grown. Like, the momentum is growing. People, I think that the kind of idea of civic UEA is now becoming really prominent, both within the institution and externally. So um, we're getting a lot of requests to go to external meetings, meet groups, go to events, because the momentum is building. Yeah. Coalition of the willing is, you know. People is, notice people, what you do. Yeah, and, they, and, like, and I think, and I also think that it's it's about t- time and place as well yes. on our side. So, you know, whether you like the, the terminology or not, you know, there's a lot of funding around, research funding around kind of place-based, um, you know, research and thinking about that or leveling up agenda so regardless of whether you know you like those terms i think we sit within that kind of national framing as well about the importance of place and where people live and work and and so i think we we are sort of there's an ecosystem that is both the university region and then the kind of national discourse around those sorts of things that i think are also on our side i mean and not just on our side in terms of timing also time on our side in terms of where we are, like people look at East Anglia and they look at UEA and they see, regardless of us doing anything, this would be an exemplary case study because it's so specific, it's so unique, it's such a, you know, within a civic sort of pride in place, all that sort of language. Mm-hmm. Like UEA is is intrinsically interesting for that because it's a university founded by the region for the region in a remote but not disconnected part of the country. Uh, uh, you're in Norwich, which is in... A, a- fundamentally fascinating city. It's an amazing city. It is, it is an amazing city. I, 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 and I speak as someone who loves Cambridge. I love going to Cambridge. I love being in Cambridge. I love the buzz of you get of being in Cambridge. It, it, it reminds me of being in, when you're in Parliament, that kind of purposeful activity everywhere. But it's not Norwich, which, is, which feels both smaller, but in a weird way, by being smaller, it actually feels, it feels like the TARDIS. It feels smaller and bigger at the same time. It's it's completely disproportionate, like yeah. for its size, the yeah. amount of stuff going on in Norwich, like the number of like you know Arts Council MPOs. There's loads of them here. Like compare that to somewhere like uh, MPO National Portfolio Organisation. Thank you. Like, um, sorry, jargon. TLA. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what's TLA? <laughs> Three letter acronym. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh God, we're really good at them at UEA. It starts in the name. Yes. Um, yeah, like you know the number of quality restaurants here like it's it's it, independent shops independent shops yeah i mean like mm-hmm. the, the, we're, we're like we're like norwich is like kind of the home of independent Festivals. culture yeah. it's it's amazing like you know that and that's really unique and it's because there's no other major cities further on like you're not you know, if, <laughs> you know you're, you're going to norwich if you come to norwich but i also think that, that that's another that's a that's also a plus like that's why we're able to do a lot, and I think where the momentum's growing because there's, you know, it's a bit of a, a joke in in for those of us who kind of grew up in 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 Norwich. It's like, oh, you you know, you know everybody or whatever, you know. But actually, that's the same thing you get. You know, you have multiple generations might be working there, and then we have lots of people coming from other parts of the world. But 
slowly but surely, if you're there for any amount of time, you start to know a lot of people. There's and thick social yeah, ties. There are. And so you can use that. And that's, again, the point about those intangible things, those things that really matter that you can then build on. Can I loop back to something you, you said? Yeah, of course. To reflect on. I think if we'd started this project, like we're like, <clears throat> here are our KPIs. These are the number of people we need to engage. KPI, key performance indicators. Thank, yeah, thank you. you know, which you know, which which every every large institution uses now. If we'd sort of gone in and said like, you know, these are the the definite outcomes we need to achieve. And we did have one, right? We said we'd write this charter, but we didn't say anything about what would go in the charter. We said we're going to have a process to get there, and that process was going to be open. And democratic. And democratic. And and because of that, like all sorts of things can bubble up all the time. Like difficult questions get easily answered because you're throwing like, you know, the attention of who anyone in the region who cares enough about these questions to come and spend a day at I should probably say we did another used another method as well. But like, you know, in terms of the open space meetings, like any anyone who who cared enough to to want to think about that for a day with other people, you get through tricky questions quickly. Because there's more eyes on it, there's more thought, there's more more people caring about it. We've been recognised nationally for that approach as well. We should say, oh great, you know, in terms Quite of rightly too. kind of not just taking a sort of a survey approach or kind of YouGov poll type approach of what do you think the issues are, and it's that's very kind of unidirectional, isn't it? You know, just kind of reaching out. It's not that's not not real consultation at all. So I think that you know, recognised at a kind of national level that what we're doing is 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 quite special. It, yeah. I mean, it really is. What you're describing is you are striving for things that fundamentally defy measurement. What do you measure caring against apart from not caring? Um, what do you measure? How how can you gradate feeling? Yeah. Is that gradate? Is that a word? I've just made it up. Right then. No, no, that's exactly it. How do you gradate feeling about place? You kind of you're putting yourself at the mercy of the of the elements almost uh, of sort of really primal things. When we um. The, no, we, our AGM is called Court, and sort of yeah. all of the the sort of regional stakeholders come, and and I had to try and find a phrase to say what we were going for because one, I was saying we're not going to rush this, we're not we're not racing, you know, we want to do this properly, we want to do this in a meaningful way, and and the outcome that we want is we want to people to feel like UEA's in the water, like it was like you know we're just we're we're in the water in the region, like when people think about. A, a civic institution that supports them, their needs, their aspirations, their values. Like UEA is in the water for you, them. You basically want to, to, to people to feel that UEA has their back. Yeah, that we do. I, I'm in this. We're in this region, and UEA has my back. Yeah. I may not be a student at UEA. I may not have a child who is a student at UEA, but I live here. I'm part of this region, and UEA has my back. Yeah. 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 And it's where you'd go to for for different things that you might want. It might be that. You just go there to use the sports park. Got this amazing sports park, right? Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Mm. 1.3 uh, million visitors a year. Yeah. It is incredible. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Or just to have a wander around the beautiful park. Or, you know, yes. go into the free Sainsbury Centre. What an extraordinary place to go and wander around and look at some beautiful... Yeah, I spent uh, Easter Sunday sketching at the uh, the Broad. Oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. nice. So... Or it might be that you've actually got an idea that you want to try and, you know, further and you might find a, there's an academic or a group of people that are doing something that you, you know, you might want to contact them. To, I mean, so there's all of these different ways people might interact with, with UEA. And I think that's the point is that people look to it for different things. Easter Promise did some work with the Cambridge Norwich Tech Corridor. And one of the people we inter I interviewed for that was a lady called Rena Dial, who's fantastic. And she introduced me to this research from Gallup that basically says you get more progress, more better results from your team, from your people, by focusing on where they are strong and not focusing or not spending anywhere near as much time focusing on where they are weak. You don't put your best batsman straight into the outfield. You put your best batsman into bat. You put your best fielder into field. You don't spend time saying now the, the fielder has to learn how to bat and the batter has to learn how to field and swap them around when you're trying to achieve something. So, Johanna, can I ask you to reflect on... Please don't ask me about cricket. <laughs> cricket and uh, England's chances at the next... Oh, God, I don't, I, the, the last thing I know about is sport. Um, uh, could I ask you to reflect on how you guys bring out those strengths where you see them? And I think... 
and tell me if I'm right or or, or not, <laughs> that you will be able to see strengths in those institutions and those partners and those people, individual wonderful people, that they don't see in themselves. Because that's that's the privilege I get, and I'm get I'm I'm experiencing it right now. Oh gosh, that's a difficult question. So, I mean. In in terms of other institutions, and well, you, you, or, or people within our within UEA. Well, any either because I'm just confident that you will, when you're doing this work, the civic university work, and you're engaging with those outside partners and individual citizens, you will, in some, in many, in if not most, you two guys will see in them a strength and uh, ability and a contribution that they undersell or aren't confident in or simply don't realise that they have. Because, as I say, that's a privilege I get, is to go around and, and, and talk to people like you, you two who have this, this, this kind of really great strength and they're making a huge contribution to our region. And they don't quite know how wonderful and how special and how critical their role is in making this such a wonderful place to be, to live, to work and play. God, I've gone flowery. No, I... no, I'm, I'm, no I, I'm just sort of thinking, I'm actually thinking. Uh, I think that um, universities are very they're hierarchical. They are they're, they're structured in particular ways. And, you know, if you think about ours, we have your school, that you're affiliated mm -hmm. to. So I'm, I'm, I work within the School of International Development. Ben is in the School of Politics. Philosophy, languages, and communication studies. <laughs> there we go. Get that one. Get that bit right. Sorry, that's, 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 that was my degree. PPL. Yeah. Yeah. See, we do things by acronyms. So I never remember. What... <laughs> TLA. So we're in schools. I'm in the School of International Development. That's within the Faculty of Social Sciences. And then Ben is in a different school to me in a different faculty. And then we've got, you know, multiple faculties. So we've got the Faculty of Medicine, of yeah. um, Sciences, I'm in Social Sciences, Humanities and Arts. And so the point is, we are a sort of an umbrella over that. So we are, we this role, this civic role we have, sits outside of that. And I think, if I think about some of the things you've just said about how we interact and how we bring out the amazing work people are doing, it's because we're doing it and we are academics, so we un we do understand and we are curious and we can we can draw links and critically think about, you know, some of the linkages and, and, and the opportunities that might arise. But we are we, we are seeing it at a, at a university wide level. And then we are also we have access to all the other parts of this huge ecosystem of the university through kind of you know the communications and the um public affairs and all these other elements and then we are able to bring that to some of these specific brilliant things that people are doing and i think i'm speaking this personally now you know when i didn't have this role and i was i was working as a, a sort of more junior academic it was a complete mystery to me to work out how i could promote some of the stuff that i was doing and so i think that that's certainly something that's come through with the conversations allow you know showing people the, the way through this 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 large institution and how to you know how how to better promote it within the civic remit that we that we sit within one of the first things we did which was just really simple was really simple is people do this stuff because it's in their dna because they care about the place they care about the work they care about the people they work with and so they'll often do it without any sort of expectation of reward or recognition and they just they just get on with it they don't they don't even often don't feel the need to shout about it um, and that that's another problem. They we might do not need even to put it on it. their promotions yeah. application. Mm. But they didn't think to, to put it there because the metrics didn't use to value it. And now right? they do. And now they do. So, so now people get promoted for civic activity or is in is in the criteria. Yeah. And it wasn't before. Yeah. And that was the easiest thing to do. <laughs> but also just like a simple, really important thing just to yeah. say, actually, like the university values this. It recognises it that if you're doing this work, it's a meaningful material contribution to the university's like social mission basically mm -hmm. what we what we it's what why are we what, here yeah it's why yeah what is the point what, what is the point of being here if we are not yeah also yeah so this very simple thing yeah. we put out an email yeah this is this is who we are ben and johanna this is what we're we're leading email us if you've got something you want to tell us about that's, we were inundated that, 
Like we, we got a lot of emails. <laughs> and we went and had meetings with people. And they told us all about the brilliant stuff they're doing. And and again, it's another, you know, so brave. gender setting. Well, no, I don't think it's brave. It was part of the job. I mean, that's that's what mm. we thought was the way to do it. You know, we knew of some things that were going on. But again, that's only within our kind of academic kind of spheres that we were already in. Just just going back to sort of the broader question, I think there is also like, there's a modern, modestness to the region. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, no, no, yeah. And, and like, that's really, really deep. Um, and people, even if they're not from the region, pick it up really quickly. It's like, you know, get on, do excellent work, do it quietly, don't brag about it. Like, you know, and actually it takes, sometimes it takes people coming along to say, no, no, we're going to shout about you now. We're going to tell yeah. everyone about all the great stuff you're doing and we're not going to be quiet about it. And, you know, if you get some recognition for it, thank you. That's what you deserve. Like, like not yeah, you've, them yeah, saying that's, thank you to us. We're saying thank my, you to them. That, 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 you, you've basically just, um, this might be yours too, but that's my mission statement, basically. Yeah. And, and you've described me to a T. I'm someone who's basically bumbled in from, from, from outside the region. I got basically told by my wife, who's a Norfolk girl, uh, we can live anywhere in the country you like as long as it's called Norfolk. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Okay, darling. That's, 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 and I, I really didn't care. I was like, fine. Yep, that's, that's cool. Um, and, um, and that's how I, you know, I've been here for now 23 years. And another privilege of what I got to do uh, working for a, for a member of parliament was you get to see everything at its shiniest, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because of the nature of those places you go and the meetings you have, everyone's on there, you know, makes things sure that everything's at its shiniest. Um, so you get that kind of, I don't want to say, it's not, not a misperception, but you see it as its best, the best it can possibly be. And you get to learn about the best it can possibly be. And then you say, well, why aren't we talking more about the best it can possibly be? What might what troubles me sometimes is, and it's maybe something you, you slightly alluded to there, in a cultural sense, does the region want to be no, lionised? No, I, I think I think that's the other thing. Is I mean, someone said this explicit, explicitly to me. I was talking, you know, oh, like oh, I think about developing heritage and culture in in you know Norwich and the region, and it's just like, and it's just sort of like to me went, yeah. We don't want people to know about Norwich because then they'll all, you know, we'll come. Be, well, they'll all be overrun. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, we, I, like, people want to keep Norwich as, as it is because it's 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 a vibrant, lovely. I mean, I I think let's open the doors and like shout about you, it. But people do worry that well, like you know yeah. it will lose its it will lose its charm. I remember because I, I I was working at the time of the A11 finally dueling be complete, yeah, okay. and I remember opening a letter that said. For God's sake, stop! People will come. Um, you and I say, in all seriousness, and I felt this person's pain. But you just think, when do we put a pin in and say this far and no further? Which 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 historical part point in time are we saying? That's the bit we have to kind of hang on to. No, or is it? A, no, I know. I, I'm agreeing. Is this a period of? It's just a process, and. The problem, just to come back to what you were saying, is there is something inherently special about our places, and the only way to discover how a goose lays golden eggs is an autopsy, which is <laughs> which is not ideal. Um, if you truly value what it is, you will find a way to grow it and keep it special. Yeah. And who's to say that by growing it and doing the kind of things that we're all doing, we're not going to keep it as it is and make it even more special. And why should we not share that wonder, that stupendous quality of life, scientific discovery, engineering, technology? It's all here. Why should we not share it? What right have we to keep that to ourselves? No, I know. It's, it's weird. You know, when we do I'm something... I'm not running for anything. No, 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 Let no, me no, be clear. No, no. When we do something seriously, we lead on it in this region. We're like, yeah. you know... You look at UEA, we've got like, you know, numerous like world class like subject areas, like places which really are like, you know, yeah. the place in the world or certainly in the country to, to study, to, to research. Like, you know, it's not. And we, 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 we keep it quiet a little bit. And, you know, Norwich third, what was it? RSA, did you see that? The historic um, environment index? You know, Norwich is third in the country. Really? I don't, no. you know, that, that, I'm going to look into that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's We're... a reason why students don't want to leave afterwards. Yeah, well. yeah. We've got a, few, a really high retention rate of students coming through UEA stay in Norwich. What is incredible, actually, people fret about... Graduates. 
grad, and I had this conversation with Nigel Cushion um, and uh, Charlotte Pounder and his team. People fret about, oh, Cambridge is coming snaffling our youth, London's coming snaffling our youth. Look at the volume of people who come back, highest in the country, and you say, thank you for giving all these really rich experiences that we are now, from which we are now going to benefit as a region. Cheers. But this is this is something we need to work like more closely with regional partners with, and this is you know this part of this process of alignment is like we need to think about like what are our students students graduating into? How can they have the high quality jobs in the region where they, you know, a huge number of them want to stay. They don't want to leave. They want to have their careers here, and we we you know that's a that's a process which we have to go through. You know, with talking to the council. You know the. That, that I think it's like a it's... belief in offer as yeah. well, and I, I I think sometimes we 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 fall we have as a region, and particularly I, I don't want to single out Norfolk, but I think this is somewhere Norfolk needs perhaps needs to focus. Is it's sometimes we don't believe in our offer, and when you see what you guys see, when you see what I get to see, God, this is a loving, isn't it? We're all, all wonderful. <laughs> when you get to see what we see, you think, how can you not believe in this? Yeah. How can you not scream from the rooftops? This is fantastic. We um we get sort of other academics visiting us who are interested in like the the civic the civic project, and we took took one round campus the other day, and he, you know, at one point he just said, "Oh yeah, I can see that really special things could happen here, like just from sort of walking around, like the sense, the feeling, the ambience of of being on the campus, mm-hmm. you know, and that." I know, I know. It, 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 it defies the English language. Johanna, mm-hmm. would you see yourself, and you described this earlier about being, are you silo busters? Yes. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, you know, UEA is, is famous for interdisciplinary research. I mean, that, as, a, as, a, as a way of working, it has a long history in that. You know, so anyone who's come through UEA, whether they're a student or undergrad postgraduate i myself did my phd in in the school of environmental sciences and you know that's a while ago now but you know it's something that we we're so used to doing working with people from different disciplines thinking differently taking something from here putting it over there you know and this work with civic has blown that wide open for me so you know someone who's i'm an environmental social scientist but i now work with ben who works in media and politics, and I work with archaeologists, and I work with people in history. And suddenly, I'm seeing things in all manner of different ways. And again, it comes back to the point about why I think our skills are quite complementary, because we come from really yeah. different spaces. But that's... definitely, that is what we're doing. And I think that's something that, again, UEA should shout about as much as we possibly can, because we do it really, really well. Um, we've been doing it for decades and decades. And again, it's the size and it's the ecosystem that allows us to do that because we actually are able to find people that do things mm. in a different way. Mm. And that's how brilliant world leading research and teaching happens. I mean, the other thing about the civic project is you're t- talking in academic terms about like yeah. interdisciplinary stuff is like the, ci- the civic project sees the university as a whole community. So, um, a new project. We're supposed to be saying program. It's a program. It's not a project. It's not going to end. It's like it's for the university. It's going to continue. You know, I'll, 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 I'll go through, and every time you say you say project, there'll be my voice going program. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I like that. Um, but you know, it's it's not it's not like academics over here, rest of the university over over there. It's like seeing that the university as a whole community and community of communities and community of communities in other communities. It's you like- have to. You have to, because without that, the, the, the wider community, and as you say, the community within the community, it would fall over in pretty short order. Um, and none of us, uh, you know, ironically, for, for we're on an island, but we're, <laughs> we're very much not an island. Um, not here, not in the wider region, and not, not in the country. I mean, we, without the wider UK, the wider continent, the wider world, what would we be? We'd, be? we'd certainly be all the poorer for it, and I don't mean financially. I, I really want to know how, how Eastern Promise can support you, amplify, uh, add value to what you're doing. You know, even just in the, you know, if it's just this in this small way. But I identify so strongly with the work you're doing, and I have done since I read up about it. And your passion is evident, and anyone listening to this will hear it. 
So with the charter, um, the charter is going to launch at court on the fifth of October. I yeah. think that's not a hundred percent confirmed, but it's it's fifth of October is is I think the AGM date, the court date, and we're gonna we're gonna formally launch it then. Once it's launched, anyone in the region will be invited to sign it. So so yeah. it will be it will be a statement of like these. This is values and ten context. Like it's come through this this process where you know it's not going to be our words it's going to be the words that have come up through the books that we've produced through these events and through this polling i told you about um and and once it's there it's it stands as a a statement of commitment intent to the region from the university and we invite people to sign it to sort of say to be an official you know anyone who lives here can be an official signatory i i I certainly hope i i I will be an official signatory and actually but before that we're actually planning on having um, having a small stand at the Royal Norfolk Show. Ooh. So actually, I think we'll have a, a draft version of that charter people to come and give for people to, on, to yeah. come and give comments. So, well, you know, I, we, we haven't quite worked out how to creatively do it, but it'll be probably something like a commentary or some sort of way that people can kind of jot down their thinking about it. So they will see that. I guess it's is it the twenty seventh, twenty eighth of June? It is. The Royal Norfolk it Show? is. I had a meeting about that um, just yesterday. Yeah, and then the, and then when it's finally out there. It is going to be used as, as Ben has said, it's this sort of kind of statement of shared intent. Whether that's an individual saying, "Yeah, I really like that. I want to put my support behind it," or somebody on behalf of an organisation within, say, let's just say, uh, within East Anglia, who says, "Great, this is a way we can now formalise a little bit more of a you know relationship between UEA and us," and then we can take that. Ben and I can then take that and go forth with building that relationship in whatever way shape or form it it manifests we're going to be we're going to be asking people who have existing relationships with the university to alongside the person they work most closely with and that's in most cases won't be us yeah. it will be someone else mm-hmm. um someone in a different role and together formulate text which they can sort of put alongside the charter is what we're calling a sort of like bilateral a agreement, bilateral but... agreement between between an organization and the university say, well, this is the scope of our of our collaboration. This is what we do. This is what we'd like to do, and that will sit alongside and around the charter. Um, so, so that's those are the two the two things. And hopefully, like as the years go on, that list can grow. Those statements can change. Um, you know, our relationships will change. Our part will new partners will come. You know, we we tend to be here for another sixty years at least. So, you know. Well, and, and, that, and that's open ended, isn't it? Yeah. Like yeah. that's the point. It's like engage, engage with with us through this process. But you know, we don't, we haven't pre-written, you know, the plan after after October. It's it's as as it develops with with the people that and the organisations that want to. Well, you can count with us. Count Eastern Promising, cool. Uh, FWIW, and I look forward to signing both personally and. As in the in this role, will you please, both of you, when the charter exists, come back, either here or somewhere, and talk us through what the charter says, and we can have hopefully. I d- the best times I do this is when, frankly, I don't care if it's recorded or not. I've had the best time, and this is one of those times I've had the best time talking about this because it's it's fundamentally wonderful to share passion about where we are strong and what we can all give and bring to the table and share it and 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 you know there's there's a line from a a marvel movie silence your ego and your power will rise and that's something that you alluded to earlier um and that's something i should work on really um but you know i anything i i shall motor towards you with the microphone at the the royal norfolk show because i should be there uh vox popping like crazy how wonderful it's been to talk to you both and to, 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 to feel that, that passion and that sense of encouraging the community to come out of itself, share what it knows and just be part of something wonderful. Dr. Johanna Forster, Dr. Ben Little. I do, I do love, you know, people who've worked damn hard for titles deserve to have them put front and centre. Thank you both for, for giving so generously of your time this afternoon. Thank you for coming on Eastern Promise and sharing just this, this this wonderful story of communitarian spirit from the University of East Anglia. I've really appreciated it. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks a lot. My huge thanks to Johanna and Ben, and I hope you've managed to glean a flavour of their work from these edited highlights. 
I also tried to keep the interjections of the squeaky office chair to a minimum. It wasn't so noticeable at the time, and I can't possibly say who was seated upon it, except I'm rather afraid that it was me. If you see Ben and Johanna as part of the UEA tent at the Royal Norfolk show later this month, do go and say hello, find out more about what they're doing, and see how you can support this brilliant initiative. You can contact Eastern Promise and find out more about what we do by visiting our website, easternpromise.org.uk. Eastern Promise is a Priors Croft production on behalf of the Eastern Promise East Anglia Community Interest Company.